Okay, let's try again. <laughs> what a nightmare. There we go. <laughs> All my days. This happens we to me every single time. <laughs> oh, I've, um, I've never actually gone live on Instagram. This is a first, so I knew there was going to be a few uh, teething problems me coming on. But I'm here now, so yeah. thank you. No, thank you for, um, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, this happens every time I go live. There's always either someone gets kicked out of the app and can't get back in or we can't join or the internet goes funny. It's just something different every single time. So fingers, like, you know, thank God we've got it all sorted. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Thank you uh, for all watching. Yeah, there's, there's eight people on already. Brilliant. Fantastic. There's quite a few of your followers as well. I know that have uh, been commenting on the post saying that they're looking forward to it. So... Um, and I'm looking forward to it myself just to give you the opportunity to you know get your story out there and get people's support behind you and help you with your cause so um, I've been really looking forward to this um, so we'll just jump into it then I think um, so can you explain in whatever way you feel is best um, what made you start or what made you and the other girls um, start the you know the page and your account and your campaign that you're doing um, and what is the aim of you know the campaign that you are running okay so this time where are we now we're in July so this time last year we were actually all strangers so we all met on uh, you know the power of social media we all met on Facebook now it was we, what had happened, it was a post that I had from, I seen from one of my Facebook friends, um, mm -hmm. which was Rachel, yeah. and she had put a post out there saying that they were going to bring um, teaching into schools, uh, secondary schools, but teaching them about things like bondage and pornography. And I was like, whoa, hang on, why would you want to, why would you want to show children this and encourage this kind of sexual behavior? So, yeah. Uh, you know, I replied on the status as you did, you know, um, show my um, absolute horror to why, why we want children to learn that. I've got a 13-year-old son, by the way. So yeah. I was like, you know, no, no way. Like, no. even as adults, do we really need to, you know, you don't need to know that unless you want to know it. So, yeah. you know, to be forcing this onto children, um, you know, before the age of 16, I, I thought that was disgusting. So, yeah, I put my put my uh, my comment on there. So, Rachel... Um, invited me to a group so to begin with it was just a group on Facebook education hours say our way and I got introduced then to uh, Kimberly Isherwood and, um, and and some of the other girls as well and you know we we were just having meetings and we were discussing you know what was going to be coming into the Welsh curriculum mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, this global rollout of sex education now, when they first started telling, you know, I joined some of the meetings and when um, 
it was Kimberly who was very passionate about this because she'd been following it for years. Yeah. Um, so she knew about it, but didn't think it would come anywhere near our country because Wales has got a devolved government. So she mm-hmm. didn't think it would. Um, but then she did hear then that, uh, well, she did see that the UNESCO was mentioned in the RSE draft. So she started thinking, whoa, it's coming into Wales. Yeah. So she wanted to spread awareness um regarding that now when they when she first started telling me about it i i found it very difficult to believe that this would ever come into wales well the uk let alone wales i really didn't think it would so i had to do my own research on it um so the first place i went was um you know kimberly said about the all about me schools which was um in 2018 it was put in uh, 242 schools across England, and it was a pilot scheme for sex education. So if you haven't seen that, if you don't know about it, just a simple Google search and it'll come up with article after article mm-hmm. of the content in this education um, programme. And this included things like uh, childhood masturbation and um, showing naked body parts uh, to children as young as six. Now, this was horrific because a lot of the parents didn't even know about it. I think there was um, one parent actually accidentally come across some of her son's homework mm-hmm. and was like, what the hell is this, you know? Um, and then obviously went to the school about it. Um, and then there were, obviously then, there was uproar. And yeah, at first, they brush it under the carpet and say, you know, call them religious nuts or whatever else they may want to say, uh, you know, prude prudish etc um but then it did get scrapped because it did have a lot of uproar Mm -hmm. now the problem is in 2020 then in england they have introduced this global um rollout and it is as far as i'm aware it's not mandatory in primary schools because there was a lot of there's there's a lot of campaigns in england as well putting a stop to it yeah so you know, it's not yet mandatory in primary schools, but they are in some primary schools because mm-hmm. we have had um, contact with a lot of parents, concerned parents, saying they can't actually take their children out of these classes. Um, and one lady in particular was actually in a Christian school and she was very upset, actually, that her child was learning about the right terms of body parts. Now, this thing about the right terms of body parts, a lot of parents and teachers are like, well, what's the problem? Well, what's the issue with that? What it is, it's it's normalizing children to talk about um, private parts and see even like adults' private parts. So it just becomes a normality to them. And, you know, the, the thing behind this is that they become more confident as they get older with sex. Now, I don't know about you, but I really don't think that children should be thinking about no. sex. It shouldn't even be a, a pre-thought where you're thinking we're doing this because we want them to be comfortable in the future. That's something that they need to discover through the um, speaking to the parents, speaking to anybody that they trust, like a guardian. That has to come from appropriate conversations at an appropriate age with an appropriate yeah. adult. Speaking to yeah. a child about it when they're, what, primary school age just because they want to be you know make sure that they're confident for in the future sorry but if you really really need to do that then I would have a serious think about you know what the effect of it could be which is obviously something we'll touch on shortly but 
you are yeah I completely agree with you there it's do you know what it's really quite um it to me well and I, I know a lot of people think the same it's it's a scary concept when you know you want children to be confident mm-hmm. talking about um sex and sexuality and you know I'll sort of go on as well to say about um it you know, part of this curriculum as well, if you read the documents, they want children to be confident in what their sexuality is before the age of nine. And, you know, when we're talking about sexuality, we're talking about like, you know, whether they're bisexual, pansexual, you know, it's all these things that come out. And whereas, you know, obviously some children are gonna grow up to be um, gay or lesbian or, or bisexual, my issue here is before children reach puberty Mm -hmm. they're not really they're not thinking in a sexual way and nor they should be however if they're going to be putting this education out there they're going to start thinking about oh you know oh do i do i fancy boys and girls and they're not even emotionally mature enough to to be thinking that way Mm -hmm. and what I'm finding there is a lot of things on social media and social media has got a lot to answer for absolutely and um, what I am finding because you know I speak to my own daughter and you know she's on some social media platforms where like there's like children as young as eight all claiming to be bisexual now children as young as eight they're they're, they're thinking that because they love their friends Mm -hmm. so now we're going to be coming into like a generation you know we're bringing this in the education system as well we're going to have like an education of children that are going to be very very confused Mm -hmm. because they think that their you know their sexuality is x y and z well in fact no you just love your girlfriends or you know even when it comes to sort of talking about whether you're in the right um gender you know like there's there's information in these documents now saying that gender isn't um affirmed from birth now a lot of like i was a tomboy when i was younger now we're going to have a lot of children who are like me yeah. um that might sort of think, well, actually, I do like doing boy things. Oh, I, I, I do like hanging out. You know, the boys are, are fun to hang out with. You know, I like climbing trees like the boys. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to get a lot of confused children um, thinking. And, you know, they, the people who are pushing these, um, these ag- agendas, if you like, believe that, do you know what? It, um, that they, they think that you can't be made, you know, like transsexual, transsexual just by information given to you. But my concern is children are not emotionally ready to make decisions about sex, let alone, you know, huge decisions about yeah. surgery and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they're going to just be very, very confused, you know, where this sort of information is is put there. Um consistently in within the education system mm-hmm. someone's just said uh, let me pull it up here private parts are discussed in biology along with other body parts so it doesn't need to have a separate class or be made to both i completely agree with that they have biology lessons like this for a reason and when they get to i only remember um i have i remember having the sex education class when i was in year six at primary school but i only ever really learned about um, the difference between male and female body parts and you know what they how it all works and what they're really made for which is obviously to reproduce in a way um that's what we were taught in biology when I was in I think it was year seven 
and yeah. that's when I learned about different body parts and you know how they work and things like that I don't remember learning about that in primary school and yeah. it's it's inappropriate for children to be like you said earlier um being shown different body parts and being made to label them and things like that they shouldn't have to do that I mean someone else said um above in the comments earlier um where is it let me find it Privates are private, as I tell my five-year-old, end of, absolutely. Yes, Your child's body is their body, and no one has any right to say any otherwise. They have the right to say, no, I don't want you to, you know, I want to be fully dressed in front of certain people. You know, some kids don't like being, you know, in swimming costumes and things like that in front of people because they are a bit self-conscious, and when they get to a certain age, they, they decide that, they would feel more comfortable fully dressed and things like that so these children have the right to have control over their own bodies like I don't understand how people can say otherwise to be honest well do you know what what um someone said then about your body parts are private and that's it that is do you know what that's all they need to know when they're little yeah but these documents talk about um like if you go back to the who like we talk, I said about the UNESCO, so the RSE, it refers to um, UNESCO, but the UNESCO actually comes from the WHO document. Mm -hmm. And in there, it talks about, um, it talks about children as from birth, being able to consent. Um, and, and that is under the head in sexuality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like when you say, it doesn't say consent, it said to say yes or no. Now a child is not mature enough to consent. And if a child seems to consent, that's not lawful. And the person that is putting that child through that needs to be um, prosecuted. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as consent when it comes to children. All mm -hmm. children need to know is, as your friend said, your privates are your privates and nobody else. That, that's it. That's all they need to know. Yeah. Anything where your bathing costume covers, no one else should should touch that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, as, um, it's as simple as that. And someone else mentioned about biology. Yes, it was in biology. Now they've scrapped biology and put this RSE instead. Yeah. Now, in terms of biology, yeah, children do need to know about, you know, changes going on in their body. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to uh, sex... All they need to know from a young age when they're, um, you know, going through the puberty is that it is used, sex is for bit making a baby. That's all they need to know. They mm -hmm. don't need to know about um, it being fun, it being pleasurable. And this is the sort of thing that they want to bring into primary schools. Yeah. Why would a child in primary school need to know that yeah. sex is pleasurable? They don't. All they need to know is how a baby is made and that well even you know primary school I'd say is, is 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 probably too young depending on the individual child and as you said before you as a parent can actually um, gauge what age a child should know something like for example if your child has started their periods early mm -hmm. then of course you're going to have to speak to that child about yeah. um, changes in her body yeah so you know like and every single child is is unique you know in every class you've got children who have autism or adhd mm -hmm. they're gonna find this very difficult to comprehend mm -hmm. they don't seem to be taking that into account either no no it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. Like our, it, it is unbelievable our main thing our main thing that we're like when I first 
read it, I thought this is just setting our generation up for sexual deviancy. Because if you're learning and you're desensitized to sexual um, activity and sexual images from a very early age, by the time you get older, you're just gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna make you go one of two ways. It's either gonna like, oh, completely turn you off, yeah, or you're gonna be like, oh, oh, you're, you're gonna, gonna be, be curious and want to experiment with things. It's yeah. like. I've known or I've I don't know people that have done this but I have heard of stories where parents have thought that um it's not they don't they couldn't be bothered or they just didn't want to speak to their children about um you know changes in the body puberty um what sex is what sex should be and instead of you know giving them the proper information at the correct age they've shown them just sat them in front of a, a video of porn and just said you'll need to you'll learn whatever you need to learn from that and even my own boyfriend has told me recently when I talked to him about doing this interview with yourselves is because he when he was in primary school they were shown I don't know what kind of video it was he didn't really say but he was the the class that he was in was just to put a video on in front of them apart like basically people having sex and that's how they learned but obviously then those children are going to have so many questions that they haven't had answered and they will either do one or two things like you said want to go and ask questions they might be curious and want to learn about it and start experimenting but children shouldn't be exposed to this thing these things and you know at the age they are they shouldn't be in a position where they feel like they can be curious because that's what the legal, legal age of consent is for yeah exactly like the legal age of consent is 16 like some people will get to the age of 16 and still not be emotionally ready for Mm -hmm. it it doesn't mean you have to you know sort of comply but it's there for a reason you know it's there because it's you know children pre-16 are very rarely um ready to embark on a on a sexual relationship now i've i've seen as well a lot that um They've talked about abstain way, like the abstain way of, you know, sexual education, where you're teaching children that, um, you know, that is only for a long-term relationship when you're in, lo- when you're in a loving relationship. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, especially within religions, they say to wait till marriage. And they poo-poo that. They think that that's more psychologically damaging to a child than telling them that, hey, free for all, you know, try this, try this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it just you know like and if adults want to be promiscuous I've got no problem with that they do as they please as adults you do as you please however as children there's a lot of mental and emotional um, distraught if you like if they do um, you know if they do sort of engage in these kind of activities too early and with people that you know a partner that they're not necessarily in a long-term relationship with and you know as you said like pre-16 you've got to be very, very careful what you're showing children yeah. and what you're encouraging them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I know in England, they've got a, um, a website called Sexwise. And this website is for, it's for teachers primarily for them to have um, 
information as to what to speak to the children about yeah. but the children have also got access to it as well now one of the bits that we've seen one of our um, one of the girls that's in our team um, Grace she was just looking at it for some research and she came across this um, this part of uh, like an exercise if you like that they were would encourage children to do and it would be they said about drawing a picture of you and your partner and draw where you like to be touched. So children now in comprehensive school are, are, are being shown, you know, just so they have, you know, they, they're gonna, their attitude is they're gonna have sex anyway, so let's make sure that it's, it's good. And that's just no way to teach children at all that's you know absolutely appalling and the only thing they ever say is they do say that sex should never be violent which of course it should never be violent mm -hmm. but that's the only thing that they seem to be against yeah these documents that's all they seem to it just seems to be you know as long as it's violent as long as you consent it's fine but the problem is a lot of children may consent because they think it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, I was going to say um, that as well, yeah. To, yeah, or they don't want to upset their partner. Yeah, So you know, all the friends are doing it and they, they feel left out and they feel like they're going to, you know, lose friendships that are so important to them as a child, but they feel like if they don't have sex with somebody, even pre-16, um, especially pre-16, that they will lose these really important friendships that they literally is like it's the whole world isn't it really when you're a kid it's all about spending time with your friends and you know feeling involved in things so when a child gets to the age if they're you know pre-16 and they've decided that they think they are ready for sex because their friends are forcing them into it or they feel pressured into it then that can also be psychologically damaging they it could be an, an awful experience for them um they may feel like you know things like regret may set in they may regret doing it and then that just again it's just causing all sorts of mental health issues and trust issues if they are hurt by the person that they do it with or things like that and it's it's scary to think that these children feel like they have to do that before they're 16 years old and it's a shame that children these days don't feel like they can wait until they're 16 years old to make that proper you know legal decision that they feel like they are ready and mature enough for. Um, yeah. It's just a shame that they feel forced to do it, you know, due to peer it pressure really, or society or social media is, has got a lot to answer well, for, like you said earlier. Do you know, like, if they want to educate children, then let's educate them. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this before, let's educate them on the, the mental, the emotional and mm -hmm. the physical damage that can be caused by early um early sexual activity yeah. um we've actually you know a very interesting lady miriam grossman now she is american and this education has been going on for years in america mm -hmm. and she was i think i think she was a doctor she said at one of the high schools and what she noticed with this education becoming more um uh, what's it called uh becoming more i can't think of the word but becoming um 
with this education, you know, in the schools, if you like, mm -hmm. she was noticing that a lot of girls were coming in with mental health issues based on the fact that they were, they were feeling really low. And when she got to the bottom of it, these girls were actually um, having sexual um, activity with their, with their partners mm -hmm. and it made them feel really bad. And, she was, it, she was noticing that this was happening more and more. So she ended up doing a study on what was really going on here. And she, oh, she's, a, she's an amazing woman. And, and there's a book that she read. I did write it down because I do forget a lot of things. So yeah, I've written down the book that she wrote. Where is it? Miriam Grossman. She's written a book and it's called You're Teaching Our Children What?, that's the name of her book. And she actually goes into saying what was being taught in the schools and how, how, um, how harmful it was for children to be engaged in all these um, sexual activities. Now, mm -hmm. it's not just, they weren't even just teaching about sex per se. It was actually talking about toys and all things, you know, bondage, all things that, um, you know, that children really shouldn't be messing around with. And mm -hmm. what she's done with her research is actually spoken about um, the uh, physical damage that can actually be done with, um, you know, sort of penetration for girls and for anal penetration as well. When it's early on, when we're not actually developed properly as children. Yeah. So there's more chance of infection. Um, there's more chance of, you know, sort of long-term um, damage when, when they're messing about, you know, when they're doing things like this as, in a young, as a, from a young age. So if mm -hmm. they want to educate our children, educate them properly. Don't go saying, you know, as long as it's fun, as long as you're consenting, as long as, as, long as it's not violent, then, you know, fine, just go for it. I, I don't want my children to be taught that, you know, mm -hmm. and another thing as well, we've all got different morals as parents and the schools and the state are not in any, I, I, they're not in a place to take over the parental role of, give, of teaching our children morals because mm -hmm. that's up to us as parents. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they've know, got so much that they can teach that, you know, while the, the kids are in school, but, they have to leave the rest of it to the parents that's up to them to teach it it's like we don't expect the school to teach children how to use knife and fork that's something they learn at home and it's a bad bit of a bad analogy but it's the only thing I could really think of at the moment but it's like there's some things you learn at school and there's other things you learn at home from your parents or from your guardians and you know adults in your life so yeah I agree with that absolutely yeah and like the other thing, like, you know, other, other sort of like brick walls that we've come across is them saying about the safeguarding issue. Mm -hmm. so they say that sometimes in the home there is an issue. Mm -hmm. Now, if you as a teacher cannot establish that there's an issue with a child, if they're acting a little bit sort of off, if they're trying to disclose something that you don't understand because they're not using the proper terms. Now, that's a problem with the education system in terms of, the teachers need more safeguarding education. Yeah. Don't teach children about inappropriate stuff just because the adults don't know how to spot things. Mm -hmm. So it's up to parents, teachers, and the community as a whole to make sure that a child is safe. Yeah. So if a child is doing something that's a little bit, 
I'll go back to something as well. You know, I talked about the childhood masturbation where they were teaching children as young as um, six about that. Now, part of that is what they say is we all do it. There's nothing dirty about it, but you've got to do it in private. This is what they say. Now, Kimberly Ishwood, who's our um, founder of PCP Wales, Mm -hmm. she's a criminologist and she said that's a huge um, barrier to disclosure because if you're telling children who are self-stimulating, which, you know, sometimes they do, there are some children that do, mm-hmm. but some of those children may actually be doing it because of neglect or abuse. Yeah. So straight away, if you're telling children, you don't do that unless it's in private, you know, like that could actually be a disclosure. If a child does do something like that in the classroom, it would be a huge red flag straight away. Yeah. And that sort of thing would be investigated. The problem is now, if they're talking about it in the classroom, they're all going to, they all know about it. So anything that's said or done, they're going to say, well, they've learned about it in class. You know, nothing's going to really be taken serious anymore yeah. because they just think, well, you know, it's, it's a little example was um, my sister's boy was taught about, I don't know why they were teaching, but they were teaching him of them about pharmaceutical drugs Now, he mentioned drugs in front of my sister, and she was just like, oh, because he always, he just, when he hears something, hang on, sorry, can you still hear me? Yeah, 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 I can hear you fine, don't worry. (laughs) Okay. When he hears something, he repeats it all the time, so she felt the need to go into the teachers, goes, he's he's mentioning drugs, I don't know where he's got it from, it's not from, it's not from us. And they Mm. said, oh, it's no problem, we've been talking about drugs in schools. So straight away, if you're talking about something in school, they're going to think, you know, if, if one of the children start talking about something to do with sexual activity, then they're going to think, well, we're talking about that in school. Nothing's going to be taken seriously anymore. Yeah, and you're going to lose those opportunities and those, you know, chances to spot signs of abuse, which is what a lot of, obviously, all teachers are, you know, trained to, to look out for and, you know, report and you know, record down properly. So like you said, if... If it's become becoming a normal thing to just talk about whether you're at home or at school, you're losing those chances to spot signs of abuse because it's it's becoming normal and not inappropriate. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's unbelievable. There's 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 so much wrong with this. It's it's unbelievable. There is so much wrong. And if anybody um, wants to just do a. Sh- um, a research because I don't expect people to just take my word for it if you put controversial sex education into your search engine even on google mm-hmm. you will actually see so many countries with really really inappropriate stuff that's that's in these schools already yeah. scotland are really bad scotland have had this for a couple of years and they actually had you go onto youtube and there's a, an educational um short video clip and it, you know, it's actually talking about threesomes and, and, you know, like making out, it's just like a normal thing. You know, we don't want children to think that that sort of thing is normal. That's very damaging mm-hmm. um, for any, any young girl, well, f- f- for most women as well. Yeah. So, you know, they, 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 they talk about um, bondage as well, like it's normal facial ejaculation, you know, and it's all done in like a cartoony thing that looks all um, colourful and pretty for, you know, that's attractive to ch- attractive to children yeah so you know we we don't we we can't be having our children watching things like that in fact a lot of the images that they put up on the news were pixelated 
So there was images that they were putting in, this was in England as well, there's images that they were putting in the classroom, but it was too graphic for the six o'clock news. That's so how is that appropriate for children then in a classroom? Exactly. Like it blows my mind that people think this is normal. And like you said, people need to do their own research, look into this properly. That was going to lead me on to my next question, actually. How can... So what advice would you give to parents who are either going to be listening or watching this um, back later on? What advice would you give to them to help them make the best decision that they feel is appropriate and correct and you know morally right for their children and their family what what advice would you give them is it like research or speaking to the schools things like that yeah well I would certainly say like look out now like as I said the education is not mandatory in primary schools yet but look out for they should send a letter to you to inform you that these classes are taking place Um, A lot of the schools as well are allowing you to have the withdrawal option. So if you haven't had a letter, I do know one lady in particular that didn't have the letter. She was absolutely distraught. And the the school turned around and was, oh, yeah, we forgot to send it out. And suddenly her her son was was in the class. Now, I would suggest that we've got we've actually got um, template letters on our website. So you either send you can either just copy our template fidget with it as you wish mm-hmm. or go and speak to the school directly um, mm-hmm. with your, you know, with concerns as to what they're going to be teaching and when mm-hmm. um, the template letter is on our website. If you go to publicchildprotectionwales.org and under it is under, I think it's a section called templates. It's either resources or templates. And okay. um, so if you've got an issue, just send me a message and I'll, I'll send the link straight over. So we have got templates there for people to send letters to the school. We need as many parents as possible to be aware of this and to put pressure on the schools. We've yeah. also got a template letter as well for the local authorities. So we need people to, to put pressure on the local authorities as well, because the more people that are putting pressure on them, the more chance that they're going to, you know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna be able to carry this on if everybody is saying no. Yeah. I'm not having this. Mm-hmm. So we do. As parents, we all need to rise. We all need to step up. Um, we're actually going to be going as far as we've been speaking to a legal team um, as to you know why has it got into Wales. We're actually in the process of doing that at the minute. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything takes time, you know, as it does, um, and. Very much so, this education has been sort of swept under the carpet as well. Um, what I was going to say as well, the good thing is if you have got, if you are good parents, you know, you can, you can still guide your children, um, even though you don't want them to hear all this stuff. You know, you can still give them good advice. My, my main concern is the children who were in care and in the welfare system, you know. They haven't got a chance in hell if if this is going on. Because my, you know, my option is I can take my children out of school, I can homeschool them. There's a lot of parents that can actually do the same. But there are going to be a lot of children that are going to be stuck in that system, which is why we're fighting to actually take it out of the schools altogether. And they don't have people that can um, speak on their behalf as a child, because obviously as a child, we know that you can only have so much of a voice. So even if you aren't a parent... And you are concerned about any nieces or nephews or family friends who've got kids. And if if you want to do, you know, take it upon yourself to tell these people about what's going on, do that. Because the more, like you said, the more people know, 
the stronger the I don't know if the word army is correct, but the stronger the the force about getting this taken off the education system because it's if people don't know about it, they don't know that there's an issue, so they don't know that something can be done. So the more people you do tell, the better it is because you're passing on that knowledge and then they pass it on to 10 people and then those 10 people pass it on to another 10. And before you know it, the word's out there. And like you said, there's going to be more of an uproar and parents will be pulling their kids out of these, these um, you know, sex education programmes and things like that. Um, yeah. Someone here said, I, at 12 years old, escaped seven years of sexual abuse and sex trafficking oh my word i mean thank you for sharing that i mean that i know how hard that is to actually share you know information and experiences like that because i myself am um a survivor of child abuse at the hands of my own father so um i just want to say that i'm proud of you for sharing that that's it's a really hard thing to do especially on such a public platform um you should be so proud of yourself for everything you've been through and still here this day to talk about it um so i it's will really, you know what it's actually like um survivors like yourself and and the, and the lady that, that spoke there it's survivors like yourself that um you're the ones that bring it to light that to, to you know people wouldn't know about it otherwise you know it'd just be it, there's so many circumstances where it's just swept into the carpet yeah. and nobody really realize um, realizes like the severity of it and how bad um this this kind of thing is but it's the people who actually get through it they were victims but now they're survivors they get through it and you're the people that can really help others because you actually understand exactly how it feels how you ended up like in that position yeah and yeah it's 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 very difficult almost awful to you know a, a journey to sort of get get over that um experience but yeah survivors like yourselves i'm very very grateful for well i was going to say the same thing to you actually i'm grateful for people like you know you and all the other girls on the team that have actually heard about this issue and haven't just sat back and complied with it and just thought oh it's going to be fine it's you've disagreed with what's going on and you've actually decided to do something about it instead of just sitting on your backside and just letting it carry on because yeah what what good is that going to do you know what I mean? So, and, you know, we've had like a lot of, um, oh, what's it called? A lot of backlash, even from close friends. And they're like saying, no, no, what are you on about? This is good. You know, children are learning, um, you know, to sort of stay safe and, and, and consent. And you're like, no, if you actually could see what is in the other countries already. Yeah. And, you know, like now it's becoming a little bit more obvious that it is coming. It's in this country as well. But they, no, no, that's in America. That's in Finland. They wouldn't come over here. They really did truly believe that yeah. the government wouldn't, yeah. Well, the government actually signed up to the WHO document in 2017. All our governments did. Mm-hmm. And that is the document that says that children are sexual beings from birth. What, who in the right mind would sign up to that document? Now, there's either been a huge amount of negligence where they just signed signed up to it without taking note of what, what it actually entails, mm-hmm. or they've been pushed into it because we all know the World Health Organization is a very uh, powerful body, mm-hmm. or they're compliant and um, complicit. It's one of three things. 
Yeah. The fact is they have brought that document into our school, our, our education system, and it really isn't on. It really isn't on. It's, 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 you know, they talk about children's rights, children's rights. Well, children have got the right to be children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be yeah, children cannot consent. So people that are saying things like, you know, it's teaching them how to consent. Children cannot consent. That's what people need to realise. They shouldn't be in a position where they have to consent to any any sexual activity at all. People need to realise that, yes, we need to teach them to be safe. But that, to me, in my opinion, means teaching children that if somebody does touch them in, a, in an appropriate way or, you know, tries anything in a sexual activity, that they have to or, sh- you know, they should be reporting it to the parents. They should be going to them and saying, this is what happened. This is who did it. But that's what we should be teaching our kids that they have an input like a safe person they can go to to disclose these kind of things if they were to happen god forbid that you know i'm not saying that every child you know is going to be abused at some point in their life that's not i know that's not true but it's happening every single day to millions of children and people need to realize that these children often don't have people that they can go to whether it's parents like you said people you know the children in the care system they don't have people that they can disclose these things to so like you said earlier these things do go unreported and people just go their whole lives without ever telling anybody about it and it's people like that that you know that's why I do what I do um that's why I use my voice for those people it's you know the saying is be a voice for the voiceless and that's exactly why I do what I do, because I know that there is children out there that don't ever, they will go, you know, up until their death and they will be on their deathbed and they will have never told anybody about what they've experienced as a child. And it's so sad to think that those people, you know, those kids don't have somebody to talk to. Like, it absolutely breaks my heart. Um, and I try not to think about it too much, but I'm reminded of it every single day when I come onto this platform and I see these paedophile and predator accounts with photos of people that aren't kids that aren't even theirs in such a disgusting you know i don't even want to go into too much detail about it because it's it's very triggering for a lot of people and i don't want to do that but i see it every day when i'm reporting these accounts and i don't think a lot of people realize that it's literally in, in front of your face on instagram all you've got to do is search certain um phrases or certain words and these accounts there'll be millions of them and there's only so much that accounts like myself can do that's why we share these you know these accounts to other people to get the awareness out there and to help to get their help on reporting them and that's why you need to learn about the stuff that you know people like ourselves are telling trying to tell people that are watching or listening to this and then they decide then what they want to do and they can go and, you know, share that information with people that they, they know, their family, their friends. Um, so that was going to lead on to my last question, actually. How can... can I, um, sorry, can I sort of like just add to that as well? Yeah, like, it's absolutely it. horrendous, all the stuff on social media. Now, I've said this over and over again. If the government really wanted to, if the social media platforms really wanted to, they'd put a stop to it. Absolutely, there wouldn't yeah. be they would put a stop to it. They mm-hmm. they shadow ban people for putting you know silly little things on and mm-hmm. oh that doesn't agree with our narrative. We're gonna we're gonna close that account down. They do it all the time. Yeah. If they really wanted to, 
there wouldn't be any paedophiles on social media grooming exactly. children. Exactly. If they really want to, they would. And it, it, it really, really does. Um, oh God, it really makes me angry that it's allowed to carry on like that. And they're just, yeah. they've just got a free reign of these platforms, <laughs> these disgusting people. And, you know, children, they don't, they don't bloody stand a chance, don't they? You know, with all, with all that going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, very frustrating. They should be spending, instead of spending millions of pounds putting this sex education school, they should be spending millions of pounds yeah. getting this sex off our, platform, off our children's platforms, full stop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's somebody I know, Alex Betts, she actually shared um, a post in the last month or so, I can't remember exactly when it was, but she shared a post. She had been given some amazing CMOS by um, Samantha Brown which obviously I know that you know of her as well. Um, her, her company, One Self Wellbeing, she actually shared um, uh, a picture of a smoothie in, a, in one of Samantha Brown's um, CMOS jars. She'd made a smoothie. It was taken down for hate speech or something like that. But they can't take down the thousands of accounts that are being reported every day and millions of accounts in general that have these photos of these children and videos of these children being exploited and abused every single day it's not as if they don't have the money or the resources to be able to do it they can take a picture down of a kardashian's unedited photo within three minutes if they ask them to but they can't take down these accounts that people are reporting every single day in numbers of like hundreds of thousands people reporting the same accounts every day and nothing's done it's honestly ridiculous it really is i don't understand how they can actually expect us to believe that they don't have the money or the resources I, I totally unbelievable it is unbelievable I, I had um, a similar actually one of one of my friends he advertised a oh god what was it a day of solace so it was a it, it was it was a day where there was lots of um health um, practitioners who were talking you know they were going to be sort of giving advice so it was a free free day that he was advertising on Facebook they took it down they blocked it for what you know he's advertising how to keep healthy and you know similar thing that happened to your friend there with a smoothie it's like they want to take everything I'm, uh, well that's going down in a completely new subject isn't yeah it? I mean when it's got... it's quite laughable really I mean she, she found it hilarious at first I think I don't know if it got put back on again um but she was just like i have to laugh or i will cry at it because this is honestly it's ridiculous like yeah um so my last question will be um how can people support you and the team um and get behind you guys and help you with the campaign that you're trying to um trying to achieve I'm glad you asked that <laughs> because we've actually got the protest on Saturday, um, Sunday, yeah. Sunday the 11th. We are all down Cardiff. So we're meeting at Cardiff Castle at 1 pm mm-hmm. and we're going to be doing a march. We're hoping there's going to be horses there as well. Mm, um, really? So we're going to do a march from Cardiff Castle to Cardiff Bay. So once we get to Cardiff Bay, we'll be outside the Senev, which is the Welsh Parliament building, mm-hmm. and we're going to do our talk. So we've done many of these protests before, um, and every time we do them, they get a little bit fuller every time. So if you're not doing anything Sunday, or even if you are, drop it and come down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a good time as well. Like we have children there, we bring our children, and um, when it comes to the talks, 
Um, when it gets to the point that we know we're going to be talking about things that are a little bit inappropriate, mm -hmm. we we tell everyone, and you know, the children are sort of take, you know, we, we people who have got the kids then can take their kids yeah. um, somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, we do try not to make it too much about the inappropriate stuff. Just want to spread awareness yeah. um, about it. So yeah, so, so Sunday the eleventh from Cardiff Castle um, down to um, the Senate Building on the twelfth of July as well, which is my birthday. Twenty-one <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, on the 12th of July then, we do, we're, we're doing a sit-out, a school sit-out. So we're asking parents to send a letter to their schools to say that they're not sending their children to school in protest for the RSE. Yeah. So if you want to join us in that, um, we've got a template letter on our website. So you can send that letter to explain why your children are not in school on that day. So we're hoping for this to be a bit of a, a UK-wide thing where a lot of children are going to be off school for that reason. So that's, that's um, some ways to um, support us. Also, if you do want to volunteer your time, whether it is helping out with our protests, so sort of, you know, sort of like help out um, being... Uh, some of the stewards because <laughs> we're yep. always looking for volunteers um, mm -hmm. then get in touch also if you want to give out leaflets to your local area or put up posters in your local area to spread awareness let us know because we'll send down some posters to you um, also we do we were doing two weekly meetings where we would all get in together on zoom and discussing things we're not doing that at the moment but if you are interested in um, helping out more please get in touch and we'll get we'll get those meetings up and running again so we can really discuss ways of moving forward with our with our campaign so um, and and also we have got merchandise as well so we sell our oh. merch so that's another way of spreading awareness so okay. if you want a hoodie jumper um and we, we also do like mugs water bottles um you know sort of coasters you've got all things like that going on so if you did want to buy uh key rings as well if you want to buy some merchandise to spread awareness then that's another way that you can support but it's, it's all about spreading awareness yeah. soon as well once we get this you know i was saying about the legal um thing that we were going down we were yeah. talking to the legal team yeah now we're going to be needing to we're, we're looking down we, we could possibly have the legal aid route Okay. Um, however, there may be the possibility that we do need to raise some funds for that. Mm -hmm. So if you can just look out on our pages, I'll be sharing on my on our Instagram page and also on our Facebook, our Twitter okay. um, accounts as well. So we'll be raising, we will be um, getting, needing to raise money for that court case as well. So um, that should be out very shortly as well. Brilliant. That's great. You've answered that absolutely amazingly. Um, I mean, there's so many other ways that, you know amazing ways there that you've mentioned that people can support you and i will really encourage and ask people to donate or to buy merchandise just spread awareness like you said that's the most important thing um and i'll keep my eye out for the um fundraising link whenever that happens just send that to me i can share that for you as well um and anything I can do, you know where I am. I'm always here to help you guys. I mean, I think you're absolutely amazing for what you're doing. And I'm so thankful for people like you. Um, you're absolute angels. You really are. And thank you so much for jumping on tonight. I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Not a problem at all. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. 
I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening because I kept you a bit longer than I, than I originally Not said, so apologies for that. Lovely. It's been lovely speaking to you. And yeah, thank you for everyone for watching as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much, lovely. I'll speak to you soon then and enjoy the rest lovely. of your evening. You too. All right, bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. I was so grateful to have the opportunity to interview these guys tonight. Any support that you can give them, I know they will appreciate so much. You can check out them on their website, which is www.publicchildprotectionwales.org. Thank you.